What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. Bam. The Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. And we're back after about a two-week hiatus for the Olympics, as well as a nice little family vacation. We uh, wanted to take a little break, you know, have some fun with it. And we're back to review the Go Bowling at the Glen race, which was a pretty interesting one. Had some unexpected finishes and comebacks from some drivers. So NASCAR was back. Uh, and where were they? They were at the Watkins Glen Road Course up in New York for, as Gio said, the Go Bowling at the Glen Race. And, man, I've got to say, this one was very crazy to watch. So, guys, after two weeks off, what was your favorite part of watching the the running at Watkins Glen? For me, it was seeing all the near crashes that almost happened. Because especially on those restarts, going through the turns, the cars got so close... I felt like they were going to wreck each other when they got out of the turn. So for my favorite part, I think it was, you know, seeing the action and all of this happening again. And especially at a road course with such a different track, actually taking right turns. I'm surprised the drivers somehow know how to do that. Well, NASCAR has been doing a lot more with the road courses. And this yeah. is, and we're actually in the middle of a back to back. So we'll talk a little bit, little bit about that in a second. But yeah, road courses have been fun and interesting. And I think there was also a lot of, you know, cool things that happened during the race that were very suspenseful and interesting to watch. And I think this was just such a fun race to come back to. Johan, what was the most interesting part or the favorite part of watching the race for you? Honestly, it's like one of the most interesting part of it was the close battle for the lead. Like when like Bell was right there on new or on Truex and then Logano was like getting chased after by um, Kyle Larson. And then Logano was chasing Brad. It was entertaining. Yeah, for me, it was coming back uh, to NASCAR at a a road course, I think, was the cool thing. I think for me, um, you know, what I thought was kind of interesting, I don't know if it was necessarily my favorite part, but... It was interesting to see some drivers, it almost felt like they were a little (laughs) rusty. I don't know if that was true or not, but you had drivers that normally wouldn't have problems having problems. And I don't know if it was the driver or the team or what, but you kind of saw that play out in particular with a a, a driver who um, just really had a bad day. So that leads me to my next question. Who do you think had the most frustrating day? The, you know, coming back after two weeks off first race. And then who was the, you know, who had the most frustrating uh, day this week? Brad Keselowski. He had the pole and it seemed like he had a dominant car, but he just had a rough day. He kept spinning. Um, His tires kept, uh, I mean, his brakes kept locking up. He just, he just didn't have a good day. Yeah, definitely, Brad. He, he did not have a good day at all. So is that your pick? 
yeah. for who had the most frustrating day would was yeah, Brad I agree as well. With mom's points. Okay, not e- not even your guy who was caught up in his teammates' mess. I mean, it wasn't. I think just that one, but Brad had more problems throughout the entire race. So I think that's why Brad had more of a frustrating race than Joey. I would say Christopher Bell also had a pretty, um, like tough day especially towards the end because he was up there and he was battling for the lead and then imagine you driving and you have a chance at winning at this race and then the dominant driver in the five car comes in and accidentally takes you out that just it's so sad (laughs) yeah i mean it is it is pretty frustrating but you know what he he even though yes that was a very frustrating moment um, it, we'll see. Maybe it plays out over the the rest of the season with those two drivers. The fact is, Christopher Belt still finished in seventh. So I, I could see your argument that he had such a great day and to finish seventh, it's like, oh, he, he, he really had a top two, top three car. Um, but the flip side is, I mean, he was able to recover and he was able to get his car into the top 10 again. Johan. Honestly, this may be weird, but I think it's Ryan. I mean, he's been having poor weeks, spun out early. He needs to get back to the front and call him Rocket Man Newman again. He hasn't won since 2017. Yeah, he did have a a, a pretty rough day. Um, You know, but for me, I think I'm going to go with Danny Suarez. Like, again, I had high expectations. He had a couple weeks off and we really pull for him and we really want to see that team do really well. And he's just had the worst luck. We don't know what's the deal, but it seems like every time they're at a road course, there's some mechanical problem and it's transmission or it's, um, you know, I, I, I honestly forget what happened to him this week. Was it is was it a transmission again? Yeah, I had to do something with his engine again. It's it was um, it's almost similar. I think all of the this is the third track that he's had issues with road course and they're all about the same issues. And so, again, we'll talk about it in a second. There's another road course right coming up and you 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 just think that is he going to have another bad weekend? And when you have this kind of bad luck in a row, you can't help but think it's probably going to get in the head of the driver and the team. Not that they're necessarily doing something wrong, but then you start to get nervous. It's like, man, every time I do this, something bad goes wrong. And then you start looking for, oh, this could be another bad situation. And then you're overthinking things. And and maybe he's not just driving like he's more than capable of. Uh, we think he's one of the more talented drivers and all a NASCAR believer. Now he's a young and up and coming driver, and I think he's going to eventually break through and win um, and 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 have a lot of success. I mean, he's a champion. You know, he's a champion of the other series. So we definitely know his talent is there, but something's going on when they come to these road courses. And it, and it, it, is it something that gets in the head of the, 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 the driver and the team? So we'll see what happens, but I, I would have to say it's gotta be Danny Suarez because think about it. He's had a lot of bad luck. They knew that a road course was coming. They know that there's another one right after that. And for two weeks, they're probably getting themselves psyched up, ready to go. They had the big announcement a few weeks ago about the team expanding Ross Chastain now going to be driving the other car. And again, he had another bad week. So I would definitely say he had the most frustrating. That's just that's just my opinion. All right. So on the flip side, who do you think had the most impressive race? Johan? 
All right, so the most impressive race. I gotta say Kyle Larson. Yeah? Why? Because he won? Yeah, because he won. And he's been doing good this season. Came back after blowing a tire at Pocono. So I, I, I think he had the good, better, the best car. He wrecked Bell. I, I'll blame him. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's all I got to say. Mom? I think it was Chase Elliott because he actually started in the rear. He had to go to the rear for the start of the race. And then there was something in like stage one where he had to, he ended up having to pit and he fell back to like 35th. And so that he went into stage two being like in the 30s and worked his way back up. And then finally in stage three, he managed to get into like the top 10 and he just was working his way all the way up. And honestly, I think he has a, he had a chance to win had there not been lap traffic because he was, he was going really fast. I mean, they were saying that he had some of the, the top speeds, the top laps. And um, I think had they not run into that, all that lap traffic that has held him back a little bit, I think he could have got caught up to Kyle Larson and won this race. I, I mean, you can't argue with that. The guy, I mean, you said it yourself while we were watching it. Like, how, how does he do it? Like, how does he do it? He's, he's, he can just drive his way up like nothing. Uh, obviously, it's not just like nothing. He's very skilled and his team brings really great cars and they are able to recover. So um, I think the last couple of years, the most interesting races, road courses, um, where, Ch- where Chase hasn't just run away with it, have been the ones where he's fallen back and then you're watching him methodically work his way to the front. I will say for me, I think, honestly, Christopher Bell had a very impressive race again. He's he's knocking on that door again. Um, and, uh, you know, he was in second place after the second stage and was really set up to do something really, really well late in the race and then got spun. Um, but was able to recover and keep his car in the top 10. So to me, that was that was really impressive. Johan, why don't you tell us the top five of where the finishers were from this past weekend? Well, the top five was in fifth, Jenny Hamlin, and then in fourth, Kyle Busch, third, Martin Truex Jr., second, Chase Elliott, and first, Kyle Larson. So how did we all do, uh, Karen, in the race picks? Well, this is the first time in their season that we all finished with points. Really? We hadn't done that before? We've never finished. No. Okay. So we where did all we all finish? We had points. So Tony got three points because he picked Kyle Larson. I got two points uh, with Chase. Sebastian got two points with Kyle Busch. Giovanni got two points with Denny Hamlin. And Johan, I think that his his one point is the most impressive because he had picked the number eight. Oh yeah. And we were watching him and near the end of the like race. In tw- he was in 11th. The top 10. He was in 11th and we were like, Oh my goodness. He just needs to pass. I forget who it was that was in 10th, but he, I'm like, he just needs to pass him. And so we, as the race finished and the cars kept coming through the, the finish line, we just watched with anticipation. And as soon as the 10th place was put up, it was uh Tyler Reddick. And so Johan got one point, and again, we all got points this week. I think it was Matty D. He had passed him on the last lap because Matty D finished in 11th. Yep. So, yeah, that was that was actually pretty fun. We were waiting. <laughs> we watched them all come through. And we're, like, waiting for that top 10, and then, yeah, it was uh, it was Reddick. And so, again, another a nice another nice run. So we've kind of alluded to it, the fact that there's another 
road course on the horizon. So, Sebastian, where is NASCAR going next week? Next week, NASCAR is going to an old track, but not the way you think. We're visiting the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which will be driven as the Indianapolis Road Course. So another famed race course now converting into a road course, similar to what they did last year with Daytona. Now we're going to see a different side of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's the Let's Go Racing Family Picks of the Week. All right, like we said, we're back road course racing again, but this time from Indianapolis. Karen, who's going to take home that checkered flag? Ooh, see, this is a hard one because I think it's going to be my last week's pick, but I can't choose them again. So I'm going to go with your pick from last week. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Ooh, Kyle Larson. Not a bad pick. All right, so I'm up next. And I'm going to continue on this theme of the most impressive driver from last week. I think he is going to break through this week. Christopher Bell. I think he is going to take his car to victory lane. All right, Sebastian, who do you have taken that checkered flag? My pick is someone who hasn't won this year, but has won the last two races at Indianapolis. I think that Kevin Harvick is going to punch his way into the playoffs and finally undo the curse that has been haunting both him and Denny Hamlin. Mr. Where Did You Come From? All right, Mr. Joey Logano, fan club. Giovanni, who do you got winning this weekend? I'm going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Chase Elliott. Whoa, Chase Elliott. All right, we've got Johan. Take us home. Who do you have winning at the Brickyard Road Course? Well, he is a winner of the Brickyard 400, and it was a long time ago. And I think he's been having a bad year. A bad year. But I think if it rains like Coda, but not as bad, but they call it, maybe he can get a win or get me some points. Let's go Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman for the win. All right. Very impressive. Kind of a dark horse pick because I did not see it coming, but maybe he'll turn it around, especially after the week he just had. All right. Those are our race picks for the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So as we come to the last part of this week's show, we want to talk in our racing through life segment about where things are for our family. The fact is, and as sad as it is, we are, we're, we've been going through the last laps of summer. And so we took a little vacation. We kind of alluded to that. We went to a a little beach uh, retreat over at Jekyll Island, which if you're not familiar is in South Georgia, uh, Really, I, I think probably about 45 minutes to an hour from Jacksonville uh, was really cool experience. We'll talk about that. We also had uh, a really cool experience with the NASCAR Kids Club in a virtual meetup. So that was kind of cool. First time we got to do that. And then uh, as we led into this week, we had one more day of really summer vacation 
we went to the most magical place on earth. We went to Disney World, went to Magic Kingdom for the first time in, I think, like two years. And uh, yeah, and then today actually was your first day of school. So we want to talk about that. So what about the beach vacation? What was the funnest part of it? And a little bit of a surprise guest that we brought with us. I think it was fun to go and go on a vacation to the beach and an island. But I think my favorite part was getting to bring our dog Kenobi with us because normally we just stick him at the kennel. But this time we actually took him because we went to a pet friendly hotel and beach. So it was a lot of fun. And yeah, he was whining a bit and barking, but it wasn't as bad. But why? Well, he was whining and barking when we took him out of the water. Like he was not afraid of the beach. In fact, he wanted to play in it and he wanted I, I think every time that a that a little wave like would break and and it turns white, I think he was he wanted to attack it. For some reason, he thought that was something that he needed to attack. And he was just having so much fun jumping up and down in there. And if one of the kids would get out of the water, he would like run towards them and bark at them to like, hey, you need to come back in this water. This is so much fun. So, um, you know, we didn't want to keep him in there too long drinking salt water because it's not good for him. But uh, and so we would take him out and he would just lose his mind. He would be so angry because he wasn't able to play in the water with the boys. He was he was crazy. Uh, and uh, people ask, like, how did you did you know that he was going to like the water? And we're like, we did it. This was kind of our way of figuring that out. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. And it was very fun getting to bring our dog on a vacation. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, you got to do that the first time. It was definitely nice to just relax and not have to worry about anything. We could just lay at the beach or lay in the hotel and just enjoy ourselves it was a very relaxing enjoyable um time it was a very quiet island yeah. which i really liked and i think this is probably one of the first times that we've left florida to go to the beach yeah. which is funny because you know we're almost completely surrounded by water but we chose to go we to went georgia. to south georgia to go to the beach right. even though we live in florida yeah uh the, the the hotel guys had asked us so where are you guys from and when he told him he's like and you came here he's like yeah, actually yes <laughs> Uh, and it is known to be a very quiet, uh, quiet beach. And it was, I mean, even though the hotel we were at and the hotels around us were maxed out, like you could tell, cause it was hardly, you get parking. Uh, the beach itself was, was relatively quiet. We kind of set up our own little area with our, our kind of sun tent and that was kind of nice. And, uh, especially, and we stayed all day that my favorite part, I think was just being able to relax. Like you said, Sebastian. And just listen to the white waves and the and the ocean and and just it was just so nice. Enjoy just the breeze. Enjoy the breeze and just literally. We spent probably more hours than than you all wanted to do, but we, I think we spent like a good three four hours every day just sitting there, just enjoying the water and the beach and the sand. So it was a lot of fun. I also enjoyed the food. The two restaurants that yeah, are they were cool on the little town square had really good food. I love fish, and I had really great fish and chips and a mahi sandwich. So that's always enjoyable to find good places to eat when you travel. Yeah. So if you're in the driving area and you're going up towards Savannah uh, or the Jacksonville area or, you know, if you're coming down to Daytona, Jekyll Island, uh, it's actually a surprising hidden gem. Very, like I said, low key, quiet, dog friendly uh, and uh, really cool. So I think that was awesome. And then we came back and we went where? Bucky's. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Bucky's real quick. First time ever went to Bucky's 
Okay, first off, this I think this is not an advertisement. This for is buttons. not an advertisement, and and I will say it hurts my pride a little bit because as you guys know, I'm from Philadelphia, so I have a lot of pride in Wawa and the Wawas that have opened up in Florida. But I and I love Wawa. We still love Wawa, but I've never been to anything like a Bucky's. It's a gas station, literally on. It's like a Wawa on steroids. Like they actually cook. They're known for their brisket. And they're like the brisket sandwiches. It's just crazy. The chicken sandwiches you guys got, like the amount of food, the options there was crazy. And then they have like almost the size of like a full deli of just jerky, all kinds of beef and turkey jerky and chicken jerky. And it was amazing. It was really cool. Like it was like it was a unique experience. And you think you're just going to a normal gas station, but this is something completely different. And it's like an attraction of its own. <laughs> yeah, kind of. If you're ever going to Daytona, like when the upcoming race is happening, it's not actually too far from the track. So make sure to hit up Bucky's on your way over. Because oh, there will be a lot of NASCAR fans up there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. so I, well, we're going to check it out ourselves. But oh, oh we're definitely goodness. going back to Bucky's when we go to I Daytona. I anticipate large crowds there because it is it is crazy. It, it yeah, it is such a magical experience magical and, experience and there we're is talking so, about a gas station i know and there's so many things you can get that it's like guys we need to pace ourselves we can't just buy everything let's save it for another trip i mean literally cheesecake guys entire a whole, whole cheesecake cheesecake you could just buy cheesecake you could buy I fudge told, the fudge they have like a whole fudge bar thing i don't know how else to describe oh it. yes they also have the like candied candy cinnamon nuts like you can get almonds pecans cashews like and they're making them fresh there there's sodas that you can get there's ices including a dr pepper icy where in the world can you get a dr pepper icy there's the candy Texas. the beer oh my word the- oh and we had the infamous beaver nuggets yeah the beaver nuggets we didn't know what they Those were, were good but they they kind of reminded me, I don't know. Like, so it's like a cor- it's almost like a corn pops, like the cereal corn pop kind of texture, and it's caramelly. Uh, so it's almost like a puffy caramel popcorn. They are they are addicting. They're really good. All right. So besides the beach and Bucky's, the last thing that we did was where one of the most magical places on earth. The kennel. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, the kennel. No, we went to Disney World, right? And we went to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we got to see the castle as it's preparing for the 50th anniversary celebration. They actually had a lot of the decor already up on the castle. Uh, went on a few rides. It was just nice to be in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, what did we end up doing? We went on uh, Thunder Mountain. We went on Buzz Lightyear. Pirates. And Pirates. Um, and, then j- and we had lunch there. Um, we didn't want to spend the entire day there because we still actually had to leave and go to a, a, a uh, what was it? Uh, open, open house, open yeah, house. for Johan. We still had to buy a few more or get a few more things yeah. for school. And then for dinner that night, because again, this is the last night of summer. We went to a really cool restaurant. Ford's Garage. Something that Giovanni's wanted to do since he first heard of it. And was it worth it? Was it worth the wait? It was very much worth the wait. I had nachos there that were quite interesting. Like I think not just my food was good, but I think everyone else enjoyed their food a lot. Yeah, and and I think the thing that we were most enamored with was the fact that our, I think Sebastian and I got uh, burgers. So he got a uh, a sandwich. So did I. And the buns had the Ford logo, and you know, 
literally like burnt pressed onto the top of the bun. It was actually so cool. If you're ever in Florida or I believe they have one in Indiana and I believe one in Michigan, you can check the website though. They have 14 locations in Florida. Make sure to check one out if you're close to one. It's it's an amazing restaurant. Yeah. It is per- really it is good. really cool themed restaurant. Like the bathrooms are themed like Oh yeah, that's the right. The sinks the are s- tires. Literal tires. And the handle like to open the sink to open the water, it's literally like a lever. And then to open the doors, it's gas pumps. Yeah. It was absolutely the perfect restaurant for the Let's Go Racing family to end the summer and go check out. Honestly, I'm going to give it four out of five checkered flags because the gift shop, no NASCAR diecast. Not even a Ford NASCAR diecast. So if it had NASCAR diecast, this would have been five out of five for you? Yes. They just had t-shirts and hats. No NASCAR diecast. But the food was good. The food was really good. I, I think I agree with you. I give it a four out of five. The burger was excellent. And uh, appetizers were really good. So, yeah, I had a really good time there. All right. And then this all led to the first day of school, which is obviously uh, a, a new experience, a different experience for you guys for the first time. And in, in, it feels like two years. You guys are returning to school all at three different schools. So that, you know, we have a high schooler, we have a middle schooler, we have an elementary schooler. And we got to do that all um, today. So starting with our eldest, Sebastian, how was your first day of of 11th grade? 11th grade. Chaotic. I kind of felt like Brad Kizalowski when he kept spinning out. I needed to keep changing my schedule and I had to keep seeing people to make sure it worked. And I it just felt so like, oh, my word, please. I want this day to go no- normal. And. Eventually, I fixed the problem, and so I think I'll be mostly good for the rest of the school year. But and we still got to figure out your school bus thing because we oh, found yeah. out last night they had you at a bus stop, that, like literally like two, two miles, miles away. away from our house. So, yeah, chaotic is a great way to describe your first day. Uh, and the line to drop you off was ridiculous. Hopefully, you get better over the next few weeks. Giovanni, how was your first day of Eighth the last grade. year of middle school? It was interesting, really interesting. Uh, it was it was pretty chill considering it's the first day. Obviously, they're not gonna slap piles of work on your table, and so it was pretty chill. I got to meet my teachers and my other classmates, and I think they're all pretty chill. You know, I really like a few of my teachers; they're pretty cool. But one of the things that happened today was I was supposed to take the bus home to school for the first time. I've actually never taken a bus to school or going home, and I was going to today, but I got my bus mixed up. And I ended up waiting at my school for about two hours before I got home. That's crazy. Like about 45 minutes after you were supposed to arrive, your mom and I started getting a little nervous and worried. We're like, where is he? Do we need to send out the search party? I was actually wondering because they were telling me to contact my parents and my phone had no internet and the school internet wasn't working for me. So I was probably thinking or I was thinking that my parents are probably like oh my word where is he why isn't he home yet it's been like a few hours so you actually didn't get on a bus you just waited at school i waited on a bus for a number which apparently my the bus number wasn't even correct there's no number that for that bus that i had 
like scene, that number didn't go to my school. So you didn't leave the school campus. You were on school. I was on school campus because you actually were telling us while you were waiting, there was another kid that actually got on a bus but got dropped off at the wrong place, and his mom had to go pick him up, and then came back to the school to figure out what. Yeah, was Yeah, it on. was a huge mess. Like multiple kids had problems with the stuff, so it was just it was hectic and crazy. As crazy as it as it is, they the school system did warn us. I sent this text message and all that. This is kind of normal. So uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll get it all figured out. Johan, how was the first day of school for you of the third grade? Honestly, it was actually pretty calm. So my bus ride was good. And then my day of school was fun. I had a lot of fun, but my bus ride home was a bit chaotic inside the bus. What do you mean? A lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, like people dancing and not sitting where they're supposed to be? Yeah. People were you were, one of those people? No. I was actually getting accused for something I did not do of one of those people. So so, so it wasn't me, but yeah, it was a good day. Well, I know you were super excited to go back. Yeah, he was actually the only one who got on the right bus on the right time. <laughs> Went to school, got back on the right bus, and came home pretty much close to the time he was supposed to arrive. So he was the only one with the transportation that worked out today. I'm honestly scared for tomorrow because I'm going to be taking the bus home. And I'm like, oh, no, am I going to end up having to walk two miles home? Or am I going to get um end up at a different part of the city? I'm going to be in downtown Orlando by the end of this. <laughs> Well, hopefully uh, the next uh, couple weeks, everything kind of normalizes for you guys. So I know it'll be a little bit of a transition even for your mother and I. So there you go. We had a actually a very busy week. That's part of the reason why our podcast is going out a little later uh, than normal. Uh, and I think uh, next week we'll try to do it a little earlier. Uh, one other thing for our, our listeners, uh, we actually did something in our off time the last couple of weeks. We actually did our first video podcast. And so we're going to try that as part of our regular episode, possibly within the next week or two and, uh, you know, see how it goes. But if you're interested to see what we look like, you can check us out on our YouTube channel. You can search us up by looking for Let's Go Racing Family, and you'll find some of our audio podcasts that we converted to a video. And then you'll see a Getting to Know Us episode uh, where we actually recorded ourselves on video um, just talking about the family in general. So it was during the uh, the two-week break for the Olympics, and we decided we wanted to do something a little different. So with that, Giovanni, why don't you take us out? That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening on in. Consider subscribing, following all of our socials, and downloading our podcast episodes. Let's Cursing Family, out.